Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Breeder Witch Chronicles. I am Breeder Witch, aka Nora. So, we've decided to do something a little different this, this episode, and if you follow me on Instagram, you know where this is going, you know all about this. I don't have to do explaining, but I will. Um, so, I've been wanting to do month ahead readings, or like some sort of consistent, yeah, month ahead readings, but uh, I don't know, I, I feel very strongly geared by the changes of the season, uh, the, the astrology, astrological seasons, astrology, zodiac seasons. I don't know if it's because I'm a Leo rising. So the, my chart ruler is the sun. So that every time the sun changes, I also change. I don't know. But that felt right to me. I feel like something I want to do. So we're going to do a little podcast reading. I figure you can just throw this on while you're driving, throw this on while you're cleaning, throw this on while you're just uh, showering, doing whatever, or you can be paying attention. You can actually be listening to my voice. Uh, You know, it's it's up to you what you want to do with this. (sighs) I have pulled the cards. They are pulled. We're doing a, let me actually get, get my little thing so I can remember. I have a set of questions that I'm, I'm, I asked ahead of time. What we're leaving behind? What wisdom can we take with us? What portal are we entering? What are we being invited to pay attention to? And what can we hold on to as an anchor as we venture through? And then, of course, I have to pull a card from my postcards from the Liminal Space deck by Bakara because, I, you know, I love that deck. I love that deck so much. Okay, if you know me, you know that I talk about your card of the year. I personally just ended my death card year and I'm entering my Hierophant year. So when I pull all these cards, keep in mind that I have just ended my death card year. <laughs> and it ended with a bang, let me tell you. It ended with... with um. With some transformation, for sure. And that's the thing about the death card. The death card is one of those cards that can trigger up some fear when you see them. But it doesn't get rid of anything. It doesn't dispose of anything. It's like it, it transforms it. It molds it into something else. It takes what's already there and makes it new. Makes it different. Makes it more evolved. It's transformation to evolve. You don't actually lose anything. You don't actually, you for sure doesn't indicate actual death. That's for sure. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I guess there's like a chance, right? But it doesn't actually indicate death. Let me, let me actually just take this moment to specify that I don't read predictive tarot. Yes, we we do ask questions like what are we stepping into and what can we be looking forward to or like there's like an aspect of future in some of the questions and I think I try to dabble in the past with a little bit of future stuff. Definitely sometimes when I'm by myself, I'll pull some future stuff, but it's against my own good. Like I do it knowing that it's like I, I shouldn't. I do it knowing that the future isn't fixed and so by me pulling the future... I am just uh, disrupting my own nervous system, to be honest. 
Because if I pull something for the future and it looks bad, <laughs> then I'm a, I'm a little bit upset <laughs> because you're like, no, the tower in the future, like that sucks. Something bad is going to happen. And honestly, I've, uh, you know, the one that, uh, the car that, the other car that came to my mind was the Ten of Swords. And I have gained such a newfound respect for the Ten of Swords because it's actually really, really, really beautiful. It is that moment, that moment when you are just slain to the ground. You are just like, fuck. You just had some shit happen. But literally the next moment after that on the floor bleeding out moment, it, that perspective, that mindset, it's gone. It died. That's not actually you who is, you know, if you, if you know the imagery of the Ten of Swords, it's like a, a man who has ten swords literally stabbed into him in his back. It's not a cute card and for sure is one of the more aggressive cards. <laughs> one of the most like visually assaulting cards. But that's like an old version of you. That is, that is, it, it's like, it, to me, it's almost like death card, but it's not you who has actually died. It is a certain perspective. It is a certain mental state that no longer served you, that you now get to leave behind. Isn't that beautiful? Because if you've ever experienced that, it feels like a million pounds have been lifted from your body. And you never knew how you carried it in the first place. You literally, from the one moment to the next, don't, you, you can't even fathom how you carried it in the first place. That's how it is. When you heal, when you grow, when you evolve, you don't even know how you carried it in the first place. How your body held on to that. And it's beautiful, but I digress. So let us get to the reading. What we're leaving behind. We pulled the Hierophant. <laughs> I used to have such a complicated relationship with the Hierophant. You know, because if you, if you know the image of the Hierophant, it's like the, the, the priest or Pope-like character. Or sometimes in certain decks, it's actually called the Pope. So it's just this Pope-like character who is... Um, facing you and you just see the backs of two of like I don't know his disciples his his I, there's there's actual words for what they are but I don't remember their name and it's the first time in the major arcana that you have more than just one figure there you have the two people who are listening to the sermon learning absorbing I pulled the hair font not too long ago and the first thing that came to my mind was sit back and learn. There is nothing else needed from you in this moment than to sit back and absorb. But when we're looking at it, at what we're leaving behind, you have gone through a season of learning. You have met yourself. You have seen yourself. And it wasn't always a flattering reflection. And that unflattering truth it taught you. <laughs> we are exiting this kind of gestational period 
where we experience situations in which we met ourselves. And whichever way you saw yourself, you did see yourself. The good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful. And it's quite beautiful because the wisdom that we're supposed to take with us is the lovers. And with lovers, there is a mirror aspect. There is this aspect of there is no other. The lesson of the lovers is always if you look outside yourself, you will come out empty-handed. If you put other people before you, you will not fill up your own cup. If you desire to be chosen, know that the lesson is that no one has to choose you because you are already worthy. You are already whole. You are already complete. And we got to see ourselves in the Hierophant. We got to learn. There is an aspect of deep, integrated learning of our reflection. We got to learn a deeper part of ourselves. We got to see our patterns and our cycles. And we observed it as outside observers. And now we integrate it. Now we get the opportunity to integrate it. And it's really one of those moments of how lucky are we that we get to sit here and do the work? How lucky are we that we get to sit here and be better and heal and evolve? Now, what portal are we entering? (laughs) We pulled the Nine of Swords. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I know it's not the most pleasant. You know what I mean? And initially when I turned it over, I was like, no, why? But even though it is hard to believe sometimes, even though it's hard to see sometimes, when it comes to tarot, it is not ever an attack. It is not what we're, what's being done to us. It is what's being done for us. Everything that spirit does is for us. It never, <laughs> listen, God has other things to do than to attack you, okay? You are not that special or important that he really has to single you out and make your life miserable. It's really not like that. You make it like that when you fight tooth and nail against what is happening to you, but it is all for you. And I just had a night the other day. Okay, let me tell you a personal story. I have entered... This new phase of my life where I am intentionally practicing on opening my heart. (laughs) The specifics aren't necessary. The details are not necessary. But it's not a thing that I'm used to. It's not a thing that comes naturally to me. And so I'm in the practice of like opening heart chakra, of doing that work that comes with all that bullshit, okay? I had a night like a few days ago, (laughs) I had a night where I went to sleep. I woke up and I went to sleep fairly easily. It was fine. I woke up like 1 a.m. and I didn't stop crying (laughs) until five or six. I didn't, I didn't stop crying. And usually I give myself a really hard time In general, not sleeping isn't fun. You know, like it's never a fun time to not sleep, to not be able to go back to sleep. But I let myself be sad. I let myself feel my emotions. I held no shame over my moment of grieving. 
and I woke up and I, and I finally went back to sleep. And then when I woke up, there was this lightness in my chest that I've never felt before. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I said that 2021's message that I downloaded, that I received, and I and I receive it for myself, but I put it out there for the collective to because I think it is a collective message. But whoever wants to take it can. If you don't, that's perfectly okay. It's not for everyone, but it feels deeply for me. And for anybody else who wants to receive it. It feels like it's more than just for me is what I'm saying. But it is deeply for me. I said that the message I received for 2021 is the middle way. And I bring this up when it comes to the Nine of Swords. Because it is that moment of fighting against your anxieties. Of fighting against your sorrows. You are mad at yourself for being up and not being able to sleep. You are mad at yourself because you just can't get your shit together. You're, you are up with sorrow and grief and you're giving yourself a fucking shitty time about it. When it comes to the middle way, it is all about not fighting what is. It's about allowing the moment to be exactly the way it is. Exactly the way it shows up. We are taught to sit with ourselves and see our and observe our thoughts and let them come in and let them even play out let let the negative thoughts finish itself and observe it like an outside observer observe that thought and be like huh that's an interesting thought and let it go let the feelings come whatever feelings are in that moment Let them come up to the shore, observe it, and let it go. You are not identified with your thoughts. You are not identified with your feelings. Our brain likes to lie to us and tell us that that is the truth. But it's not. They are the negative thought patterns that control our anxieties, that control our depression, that control the sleepless nights. So what we are entering is the middle way. It is the pure acceptance of the moment as is. Can you hold what is and observe it and not identify with it? It's hard. It's so hard because it feels so good to be happy. It feels so good to be excited. Hell, it feels so good to be manic. The other day, I was manic, and I this was this was coming. This literally happened. Also, this I've listen, guys. I've experienced lots of emotions, a wide variety of emotions, <laughs> and I'm telling you, it's the first time I've allowed myself to actually feel them. So this is a very new territory for me. Okay. Usually manic feels good. Anybody who experiences mania, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm definitely, I guess I'm saying mania too casually because there's people who actually struggle with mania and I am not that person, but I was experiencing, you know, just feelings of 
overly positive, overly enthusiastic, overly just like, yeah, I can do anything. I'm what, you know, just those kinds of thoughts. We all have some version of that. You know what I mean? But I knew it wasn't heart centered. I knew, I knew I wasn't grounded is my point. I knew I wasn't centered. Usually I don't care because it feels good. Usually I'm like, fuck it. Let's have a good time. Let's, let's fuck shit up. Let's do this. Let's do that. Do you know how hard it was to not identify with feeling good? (laughs) With feeling like you, you can't, you're on top of the world. But I knew it wasn't centered. It was the first time I've tried to center myself back in from that feeling of like, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's do all the fun shit. So even with our overexcitement, even with the shit that feels kind of good, when we over-identify with it, we get ourselves in trouble. Because the flip side of that is, is the polar opposite. And that, you know, that's just kind of, it's just how it ends up if you don't learn how to center. You will believe anything if you over-identify with your internal monologue, with your internal thoughts and subcon- with your if you ad- over-identify with your subconscious thoughts and feelings, what are we being invited to pay attention to? Seven of Cups. Here's the thing, y'all. If we have just left this deep learning and this deep lesson, if we have just learned the latest in what is of what I expect to be many lessons in this life, it, 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 once you've done it a couple times, there's always a way it goes. And a lot of times with certain lessons, it feels really hard until we learn the lesson and then it's time for us to integrate. When we integrate, we enter the world as something slightly new and different. It's still us. It's still what we have been, what our past is, is still what we are now. But it's like a combined transformative experience. When we pull Summit of Cups, I think we're being asked to pay attention to our fantasies. To the way we want things to be. We, we are going to have so many different areas that fill up our cup, that make us happy. And it's this allowance of in this new moment of you figuring out a new way to be, of you integrating a more well-rounded you, it comes with some confusion. And so when we pull Seven of Cups and what to pay attention to, pay attention to what's lighting you up. There is no wrong path, no wrong turn. All paths lead to the same road at some point. So while (laughs) you are experiencing lots of feelings and thoughts and trying to suss them out you're also going to be experiencing lots of just feelings it, it's like it's it's you know the portal entering is nine of swords and what we're invited to be paying attention to is seven of cups it's just yeah I know it doesn't <laughs> I know on the surface it doesn't seem that great <laughs> It's not bad. I promise it's not bad. To me, this comes off as just a reminder to observe, 
to pay attention to your wants and your needs. They are important. Don't judge them. Let yourself feel them. Let yourself want them. That's perfectly fine. To want whatever it is you want is perfectly fine. The ethics of, of, of things are, is different, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about self-compassion in this moment, in this time. That is, that is, that is the over-fucking-whelming message I'm getting is self-compassion. And the card for what can we hold on to as an anchor as we venture through this journey is Knight of Wands. Knight of Wands is an archetype that is passionate and curious and fiery and he's excited. But he's also a little bit of a bumbling idiot. And not a, not just, he just, he's so enthusiastic that he kind of like jumps first and thinks later. And if we're looking at it as, as what we can hold on to as an anchor, it's giving you permission to enter this space imperfectly, to do it enthusiastically and curious. Replace your catastrophic thinking with curiosity. That is, that is the epitome of Knight of Wands. He enters the room fearlessly, not because he, he's stupid, not because he doesn't know what is potentially there, but because he's like, I will deal with it when I get there. I'm going to enter this room and we'll see how it goes. Trial and error, baby. That is what we hold on to on a spirit level. Trial and error. Enthusiastic curiosity. Because what we pulled from the message from the guides, from the postcards from Little Space, is forgiven. How beautiful is that? Yeah. You went through all of this. You went through a few bumps in the road. Sometimes these lessons get a little messy. But you're forgiven. It honestly wasn't even a question of whether or not you were or weren't. Like I said, God doesn't care that much about punishing you. Like It's just like, universe isn't vengeful like that. It just wants you to learn and to grow. Let go of your heaviness. Breathe deeply. Feel your feet on the ground. What can you hear? What can you smell? What can you see? What can you feel? You are here in this moment and this moment is all you have. What will you do with it? Because no matter what, you're forgiven. You are right where you're supposed to be. There were no mistakes. There were no wrong turns. All of this was for the highest good. Can you really sink into that and know that to be true? The sweetness of life is yours again. Allow the sweetness of life to be yours again. Let us enter every room we, we enter with this radical acceptance of what is. Take nothing personally. Take nothing fucking personally. It's not. It's really not. Isn't it beautiful to understand that no one actually goes out of the way to make your day shitty? <laughs> They're just feeling shitty and it's making you... Like, isn't, isn't, like, isn't that a beautiful thing to realize? That no one is responsible for your own behavior? 
No one is responsible for your shitty mood. No one is responsible for how you walk into the world. Only you are. You are responsible for the way you show up. Let us end this with a little affirmation, shall we? I am imperfect in this moment. I am enough in this moment. However I am feeling is perfectly acceptable. And with that, I wish you all a beautiful spring equinox. Let it usher in newness and beauty and joy and ease and pleasure and growth. Thank you to everyone who listened to this today. I hope it found you well. I hope you enjoyed it a little bit. And we'll see how it goes. We'll see how how this how this thing goes. I love you guys. Goodbye.